0: says the name is not and we just thank you for the people who are here Lord and we bless you and give you all the honor and glory in Jesus name now father I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today Lord I thank you for the word of God I thank you for your word I thank you for the Holy Spirit who is here now and who is always welcome in this place to give us revelation knowledge and wisdom and we thank and praise you and we give you all the honor in jesus name amen well our text is coming out of mark 10 verse 17 and it talks about how god requires uh our total devotion or all of our desires are supposed to come or all of our desires are supposed to be um how can I say this? It's supposed to be aimed towards God. He's supposed to be our total desire and everything that he has, everything that he possesses, everything that he does is supposed to be what we want. Now that doesn't always happen. Amen. We like to do things ourselves. And I think this is what the Lord wants us to understand and know today because Mark ten seventeen talks about the rich young ruler and how Jesus uh, told the rich young ruler to go and sell everything he had and follow him, and he went away sad because he didn't want to do that. He wanted to keep his money, which God knew he would want to do that, but Jesus knew that he would want to keep his money and live his own life but he was under some type of conviction the reason why he went to Jesus in the first place and said what 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 must I do to be saved (laughs) he knew he had to let that money go but God requires our total devotion in other words he doesn't want us to uh, desire riches all the time and what riches can do for us you know that's just not God's way because God will give you riches he'll He'll, God is not against money. That's what we have to understand. He's just against how people worship money. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's against how we get money. He wants us to get our money from him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'll give you an example. It's like a, per, a person like Martha Stewart or somebody like that. You know, it's okay for her... Um, her um, her business mind and everything that she does that that stuff is great as long as you get your witty inventions and ideas from God yeah. so God will make you rich yeah. amen he'll make you rich he'll give you the little ideas and the and the things that will make you rich but as long as the ideas come from him he doesn't care much what what you do as long as your um your, uh, your understanding, your ideas, and your, I don't, I don't know how to put this, but y'all know what I'm saying. As long as your understanding of how to get rich comes from him, that's all that matters. Most of the time it does. And then people outgrow God because they forget where the, the, the understanding and the idea came from. And they want to take uh, credit for it. God gets lost in the sauce somewhere but as long as we keep God number 1 in our lives and understand that he is the one that gives us power to get wealth then God don't care how rich you get because we can't outbeat God in his giving we're not smarter than God and i think this is why the bible says to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God because That stuff starts to make you think that you are God. That's what power does to you. It's just like when you have money and power and you continue to live the way you live and you start acting like you're a God and nobody can sit you down. And that's why God has to pull the wool from under you, pull the rug, and then you sit and wonder what happened, you know. And you don't know how you got in that position. And then you're angry at everybody and want to call a recall and all this stuff. But God has to pull the rug from under you because you're not God. You understand? And so, amen. <laughs> so God always requires our total devotion to him because he's a jealous God. That's why. If you want to know why, it's, you know, because it is important where we get our money, how we get rich. And what we do with what we have. Because God blesses us to be a blessing to others. And sometimes when we get rich, and I've never been rich, but I'm rich in spirit, so I feel like it. We forget other people. And you can't do that. Amen. That's not the purpose of being rich. When you're rich, it's so that you can serve others, to be honest with you. Not for having people serving you. But we cannot serve God and mammon or the world. Mammon is part of the world's system. Amen. Why? Because you'll hate one and you'll love the other. In other words, you'll put one down and you'll try to grab on to another one. And so God doesn't want that. He wants us to be um, evenly tempered. I'm going to say that. Or he wants us to learn how to govern our lives according to the his word to the word of God amen and and when you govern your life and govern uh your being when you are in control of what God has given you you're you're uh even you're not extreme I'll put it like that you're not extreme everything is evenly you know Y'all know what I'm saying. Balance, yeah. There's a balance in your life when God is in control. There's no extremes. You don't, you know, um, love money so much that you go and you just go on the go buy an island, and well, some people do, but of course that's not God's way. But there's a balance in your life when you have self discipline and when you govern your your life according to the word of god amen Amen. and you are a giver and you are concerned about people and you don't lord it all over people and this is what some people do everybody doesn't do that everybody that's rich don't do that you know but some do most do and i can tell you from living some 60 plus years i have seen people with not even a lot they get a little bit and try to govern over people y'all understand what i'm saying it's that's called deception amen and so god wants us to be givers he wants us to uh love him first desire him first and don't put money or things over him amen because you will hate one and love the other and i can tell you which one you'll hate Because you'll feel like you don't have a need for God. You don't have a need for a miracle. You don't have a need you can buy everything that you need. Amen. So this is why God says you'll love one and hate the other. And so this is why he asked the rich young ruler to sell everything that he had, give it all away, feed the poor, and follow me. And he did not do it. Hallelujah. So. You must learn to, we have to learn to please God, which is more important than our desires, the desires of our flesh. We must allow the Holy Spirit to teach us to override our fleshly desires and choose to follow Christ. We have to override them. How? With the word of God. Amen. You know, giving in to the spirit man, allowing the spirit man to rule and putting down the fleshly man. This is how you override your flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. You override your flesh with a disciplined mind. You override your flesh with a disciplined heart. It's what's in your heart is going to determine how you act when God bless you with a little bit. Amen. So we must also allow the word of God to settle us and give us confidence in God's provisions. And so this is what God wants. He wants us to be confident in his provision and not have confidence in what we can give ourselves or what we can do. For God wants us to look to him for everything that we need and have confidence that he knows how to supply our needs. Amen. And this is all God wants. He, don't have, he doesn't have um, any, he doesn't care. He wants us to have good things. He wants us to have nice things. He wants us to have money. He knows that it takes money to live in this world. But he also wants us to depend on him to get the things that we need. Amen. Amen. Why? Because he gives us all things liberally to be enjoyed. He gives us everything liberally. That means God is not stingy. And so if he's giving out liberal things liberally, that means that you can get as much as you need from God. Amen? I mean, it can come in a, in, a, in a landslide, or it could come in in a trickle. It depends on your faith. Amen? And what you—it doesn't take a lot of faith to get anything from God. You know why? Because God promises to supply all of our needs. That's his job. Yeah. <laughs> so if he's going to do it anyway, it's not hard to get him to do anything. It's just our understanding can't get tainted, amen, of who God is. He's not Santa Claus that gives you whatever it is that you think you want, but he is a, a, a God that is a father to us, that loves us, and that supplies everything that we need liberally according to what we have to have. You know, it's just like when he supplied manna. To the children of israel when they were in the wilderness he said eat just enough and don't hoard it so if you have that mentality even in his giving when he if you have that hoarder's mentality you won't get much from god y'all understand and so there's a a way to get everything that you need from god and it's trusting him because hoarders don't tr- trust when you hoard if you ever look at that show and I've never looked at it but a couple of times because most of the time they have mice and I can't stand to look at it. But if you look at that show they they are and you try to throw something away. They'll say, Oh, I might need that or you know, they're they they do not have faith in anything except what they can see, touch and feel. And so hoarders have no faith in God because they don't believe that it's gonna come daily in a, in a supply, amen? They think that they have to hold on to things because if they don't hold on to it, they'll never see it again. And so God wants us to trust him instead of being a hoarder. Trust his ability to give us all things rib- liberally and he gives us things to enjoy. He don't want us to be worrying about what's, what. how am I going to pay my bills next week. God doesn't want you worrying about those things, amen? Because if you pray and you believe, then he will supply. He'll have a neighbor knock on the door and leave a bag and and, and go away, and you don't know who left it, amen? He's done that. This is how Um, I know you, most of you remember the show John and Kate Plus 8. Now it's Kate Plus 8. But when she had those six babies, she lived by faith. And they didn't have money to even live from day to day, but she trusted God to give them everything they needed. And she would run out of paper towels. And before the last paper towel was pulled off the roll, she said she would open the door and somebody bought, bought a whole big jumbo size thing. And they would leave it on the porch. And it happened every day for years until those children became almost school age. And she just got used to people doing it, you know. She just got used to whatever she needed, the diapers, everything, beds, because she had to have six of everything. And she just got in the habit of trusting God. Her her husband couldn't go to work because who's going to help her with the babies? And so the neighbors would take around the clock and some family members did a round-the-clock uh, volunteer thing. And when that grew stale, Her husband got fired, and then she was upset, but then she realized that that was God allowing him to be at home to help her take care of those six babies, and the money came in. People would put money in the mailbox. I mean, they just started living by faith, and they got used to it. And so this is how, can you believe this is how God wants us to live with a job and your blessings and your bank account, amen, and your your family members that bless you. And whatever it is that you have, God still wants us to live just like that, just like you don't have a job. Amen? Now, he's not saying quit your job. I feel you. But he's saying that he wants us to live by faith as if you don't have a job. Amen? And expect the unexpected. Expect people to come and help you out. You know, when I was doing some things, I was trying to get my house ready for sale. And I, I know I got ahead of God or whatever. God's doing something. So that's his business. But I had so much to do. And I had painting. And I just had a lot of things on my And I I didn't have anybody to help me. Nobody from the church, but I'm used to that. I forgive y'all. Nobody ever volunteers to help me with anything. Maybe Chuck is about to, she asked me sometime. But I I had so much to do and no help. And so I I asked God, I said, God, I said, I don't know how I'm going to get this done because I don't have anybody to help me. And he sent the help. Amen. He sent the help. And it was unexpected help. It's not who I thought was going to help me. And when I the help came, I was so upset, and I told God, "They don't know how to do anything, but they knew how to do something." It was Rachel, and uh, Bianca, and Jasmine. And I said, "I need adults. I need." But they knew. I didn't know Rachel knew how to paint. Amen, right? I didn't know that uh, Bianca could paint. She even made an extender. A homemade, and it never broke, remember that? And she painted, and and I got the help, and then Bridget came, and they helped me. And I was, I was doing uh, my basement, and it took a lot of paint and a lot of work. But he, and I asked him why nobody came, and he said, I sent you your help. And I'm like, okay. So I wasn't happy about it and I went on and I continued to work and I felt like I was just going to fall out because it was just so much work but they they started to to help me cuz I didn't have any other choice and I found out that they could paint just as good as I could amen JJ couldn't paint but JJ knew how to get the the tile off the floor remember and she just had some kind of system Where it came right up for her, it didn't come up for us because I just stripped everything. I stripped down the tile to the semen. I did everything. And she just had a little system where God showed her how to get that stuff up easily, and it came up. And so I, I had to apologize to God and thank him. I said, I thank you for the help that you sent me, although it wasn't the help that I expected, but it was the help that got me to where I needed to be. And so I'm just so thankful how God does things because he does things the way he wants to do them to show us something. Amen? That he doesn't want us depending on the wrong people. He wants us to depend on those who he chooses for whatever reason he chooses to do it. Amen? And so I, I say, well, I know who to call the next time I need paint. <laughs> and I mean, they didn't drip. They did, a, they did an adult job. Amen and I never knew that. But they did a wonderful job. And so, you know, God has his way of doing things if you depend on him and not on man. He will get the job done. Amen. So why don't we go to Mark 10:17? And let's read about uh the rich young ruler. We know the story, but we're going to read it anyway. Mark 10:17. Hallelujah. And it says, Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. You you know the commandments do not come up commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not bear false witness do not defraud honor your father and mother verse 20 says and he answered and said to him teacher all these things i have kept from my youth and then jesus looking at him loved him he loved him he didn't see god doesn't say things to hurt people he say things so people can understand things and so he said, um, one thing you lack, go, sell, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. And come, take up your cross, and follow me. Well, I think people don't understand about the treasures in heaven because that's one thing money can't buy. In other words, when you, what treasures in heaven is when you need a miracle from God. That's the treasure in heaven that money can't buy. Amen. Amen. With treasures in heaven is when you want the miraculous in your life. When the doctors told you you couldn't have children and you want a child, that's the miraculous that money can't buy. And so those are treasures in heaven. Amen. So everybody needs, and how do you get those? By sowing seed. By sowing into the kingdom of God. And this is the only way you can get those things, by pleasing God in some kind of way. Verse 22 says, but he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Amen. So in other words, he had a lot of money. He didn't want to give his money away and give it to the poor to get treasures, because it was going to take that for him to get into heaven. And he didn't think it was a an even deal amen he had probably felt like he worked too hard for his money and he just didn't want to get rid of it amen so don't go to god with something fake (laughs) mean what you say and say what you mean you know it's a hard thing it's a hard thing amen because god doesn't care if you keep your money but don't don't come to him like you really want to get into heaven if you really rather keep your money. Amen. So the rich young ruler went away sad because his treasures were in the natural. They weren't in the spiritual realm. Amen. In other words, he liked the nat- his natural accomplishments. And he was not going to trade up. He didn't think that was an even trade. Amen. He loved them more than he loved God, In in, in other words. And so this is why... God sometimes doesn't bless people because he knows our hearts, and he, I'm talking about with a lot of money. It's his job to, to bless us from day to day, but y'all know what I'm talking about, with a lot with a landslide of money. Sometimes we don't get it because of the conditions of our hearts, amen? And this rich young ruler was a person that didn't understand how important it was to have treasures in heaven. Don't allow the cares of this world... And what are the cares of this world? What you eat, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, you know, your education, how people see you, your job, your promotion, how many bills you have. Don't let that take precedence over kingdom business. And that's all this is about. Are y'all here today? Be careful for nothing. But with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. And so, in other words, be careful for nothing means don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. People are talking about it's going to be a war and it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And people are now back into that buying that food, that, that emergency food. And see that's being that's not being careful for nothing. That's why that's in that in the Bible. I think it's in Matthew six. That's why it's there. Because there are people who are going to worry no matter what. When you trust God, you don't worry about these things. You pray and you trust Him and you leave it with Him. Amen. And sometimes you do have to go back and remind God or go back and talk to God about things. That's okay, but you have to leave your burdens with the Lord. We are not supposed to carry our problems. We're supposed to lay them down, lay them on God, lay them on his back, amen, because Jesus already was beaten uh, and have stripes in his body so that he, um, he is responsible for our problems, not us. We're not responsible for it because what can we do? We All we can do is offer them up to God, pray. But in the natural, what can you really do about your problems? Amen. You can get a part-time job, and that's, you know, that's not a sin against that. But, you know, if you're living by faith, the only thing you can do is trust God. Amen. So let God bring your riches to you so that you don't take credit for getting them. And that's all God wants. He wants the credit. I can't take credit for having er, everything that I I got done at my house. It, it was due to God bringing somebody else in. Do, I can't take credit for it. Amen. Because half the things, I didn't have the energy to do it. And some of the things, I didn't have the knowledge to do it. But God always sent somebody who did and so we have to give God the glory for everything, even the small things. That may not be a big thing to you, but that was a big thing to me. Amen? And so, you know, we have to give God the glory for everything that he takes care of. He takes care of things through people. Sometimes he does it supernaturally through people. Sometimes just he just gets things done. But however he does things, he does it because he loves us. And he is responsible for us. He is responsible. And that's, to me, it's a good load lifter. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, God is responsible for me. He is responsible for my getting back and forth. He's responsible for me paying my bills. He is responsible for these things. Amen? And so it's good when you understand that. So that you don't go trying to do everything yourself and break yourself down and then realize you can't do it. God doesn't expect us to do it. Amen. He expects us when he gives us a good job, he expects us to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Amen. But that's about it. Everything else, you have to trust God to stretch that that paycheck all kinds of ways. You know, I, when um, my husband wasn't, uh, he was working and I wasn't working. We had three kids. I mean, if it wasn't for God, I mean, I could, we couldn't have made it. But we never lacked. Never did we lack. We had everything because God supplied it. And if we didn't have it, we didn't need it. Amen. If we didn't have have uh, ketchup, we did something else. <laughs> Look at Rachel. You know. But you ever, but we survived, and so evidently we didn't need it because we, you know, we didn't miss it. Sometimes you know how you can go and go in the drawer and get those little packets that you didn't throw away. But God provides, Amen. He provides some kind of way. That's all I'm saying to you. And so, but we have to get in in we have to get in a habit of trusting God and then giving God the glory for what we have. It's not us. When we start thinking it's us, you know what happens? We get arrogant. And when we get arrogant, that's when God is displeased. He's not happy with that. And so when we get arrogant, you can always tell. I guess some people can, I guess, but I can always tell when I'm getting that way. And you can have to pull yourself back. And repent and say, no, I'm not going to go down that road. You know, I'm thankful for whatever God gave me because it came from him. It didn't come from any other source. You know, sometimes God will have people give you something that's still from him. And you have to give God the glory for this. I'm thankful for everything that God has uh, motivated somebody to bless me with. I am thankful because I know it was him. Amen. Amen so the cares of this world we have to watch out for three things the cares of this world you know what the world is doing and and the condition of the world you have to watch that the deceitfulness of riches riches is deceitful it can pull you in and before you know it you you're in it and don't even know it so the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for for things desire for other things Because God gives us our needs. When we start wanting more than what our needs require, then we're in trouble with God. Amen? If we don't tone it down and stay on top of it. So God needs to be enough for us. And uh, that's all this is about. He wants to be enough for us. He knows how to bless us beyond measure. The Bible says exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or imagine. He says that he knows how to give us all things to enjoy, all things, all things pertaining to life and godliness. God knows how to do all those things. 1 Peter 5, verse 6, if you go there. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5, verse 6. Oh, second Peter. Okay, 5, verse 6. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Amen? Well, let's go back up to 5. It says, and this is talking about submitting to God and resisting the devil. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders yes all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time it's like this when you humble yourselves to your elders you are really humbling yourself to god when you humble yourself to someone that's older then you are humbling yourself to God. It says in verse 7, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So God's love provides for our daily needs. God's love provides for everything. Amen? God's love provides for us whether we know we need it or not. Why? Because God is your caretaker. God is our caretaker and he loves to provide for our daily needs he loves doing this stuff you're not talking to an angry god that doesn't want to give you what you need honey god is is just sitting there saying why don't they ask me for that why don't they ask me for that you know you you can't wear god out a lot of people say well i don't want to ask god because i just asked him for something that's called pride And the devil's tricking you. But you know why? Because he wants you to get out there and get a part-time job so you'll have less time for God. Amen? Or work some overtime so you can get some stuff instead of asking God for it. Because the more time you take up, and I'm not against it. I I had two jobs at one time. I used to take Bridget to work with me every Saturday morning because I didn't have a babysitter. And I took her to work with me every Saturday morning. So don't get me wrong. You know, before you sit up, if your faith is not at that that level, then go do what you need to do. But we're learning. You know, this is an ever-increasing kingdom, and our faith gets stronger and stronger the longer we stay with God. And so nobody should have to do a part-time job in here now because we're at the faith level where we just ask God what we need, and he'll give it to us. Amen? You know, that's where your faith level is, believe it or not. (laughs) Did you know that or not? Amen. So God is our caretaker, and he loves to provide for our daily needs. It takes humility to cast your cares upon the Lord. I'm going to say that again. It takes humility to cast your cares, to drop what you're worrying about, and trust God. Trust him and not worry about money, not worry about providing for ourselves, and to war against the 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 flesh. It takes faith to do that. Amen? It takes faith in God. The rich young ruler was his own God, in a sense, because he trusted only in what he had accomplished. Amen? Now, there's a, a thing where you feel good about what you have. Don't get me wrong. You don't look around and and not appreciate what you have. Even if it took hard work, God was still involved. But when you start to let those things exalt you, that's when you're in trouble. And this is what God doesn't want us to do. Amen? And then it's, and he's not saying, well, stay on the welfare roll, and then you'll always be in need, and then you can always, it's not, that's not what he's saying either. Although I know nobody in here is on the welfare roll, but you know what I'm saying. That doesn't exalt God to be on the rolls. In fact, God hates those rolls. He really does. Amen. But what he wants us to do is be rich in, in our spirit, man, and rich in our mindset where we understand and know that if there's anything that we need, he will provide at any time. You're never without y'all know what i'm saying you're never without because you have god amen and a rich young ruler the difference in him and us number one he had a lot of money but number two we're rich just as rich as he is because god owns everything and we have access to god's riches amen we have access to his riches and so we are to trust god for everything that we need. If God provides a door open, a door of opportunity for us, we're to go in it. Are y'all here? We're to go in that door because it's all, it's all coming from God. Amen. When we get promotions on our jobs, we're supposed to go through that door of opportunity if God provides it. You don't hold some supervisor or however it is that your job. You don't hold them responsible for making you somebody. Y'all hear me? But we are supposed to trust God for any accomplishments that we have coming our way. You trust God for your promotion. You trust God for your position. You trust God. You can't hold a man responsible for making you somebody. Now, that is crazy as it gets. Amen. You know how people always want to promise you something? I wouldn't even get in that. When I, I'm just telling, just using myself as an example, because I know about me. When I got promoted, when I first started the government, I got promoted the first six weeks, six six months I was there. I didn't even know I was promoted. And when they told me, I said, oh, and it's like, well, what's my job? (laughs) I barely knew what I was there for. I'm just telling you the truth. I had barely gotten used to the system. And they said, you got a promotion. And I'm like, oh. And then, maybe three or four months later i got another promotion i got three promotions at one time because i was it's a business call i got three promotions at one time because i god just wanted me to have it i was in the right place at the right time god saw my heart and he wanted because i didn't i didn't even know what my job was just telling you so God can open doors. I wasn't going to stand there and say, well, I don't know. I don't think I better do I said, thank you. <laughs> How much money do I get? <laughs> and they said, oh, you, you know, you up there. You know, it took people being there quite a while to get the grade that I got in in less than a year. So God can do what he, God does what he wants to do. He If you allow him. He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. And so you have to trust him totally and or have the right heart about you. And when you have the right heart about you, he will surprise you and bless you beyond measure. Let's see. Did we go to 1 Timothy? <clears throat> Let's go to 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy verse 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. And it says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in unclean, I'm sorry, uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. See, uncertain riches, when you trust any system other than God is uncertain and it can fail you amen. in a minute amen just ask those people on Wall Street <laughs> those people who work in the in the district of sorry about that telemarketers and so anyway we are we are supposed to put that on my. We are supposed to trust God, um, just trust God and not in, the, in uncertain situations. because it, it can change on you. Amen? It can change at any time. But God never changes, and this is what God wants us to know. Amen. So, let's see, did I finish reading that? Yeah. So, I'll read it again. Command those things, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Amen. And a generous spirit is not haughty or well, or self-serving. A generous spirit. See, when you have a generous spirit, God's going to bless you. You ever, ever seen some people just money just follow them because because they have a generous spirit? In other words, they live like this. If God blessed me or if I had some money, I would do this for so-and-so, or I would do that. They're usually givers. Givers always have money. They might not have cash in their hand, but they they got a card they can get some cash on real quick. You know what I'm saying? Because they're givers. Uh, They have a, a humble spirit about them, or a humble heart, a giving heart, a giving heart. And so people who have giving hearts will never lack. Paul tells us not to trust in uncertain riches, amen, but trust in our God. Now, that word trust in the Greek is elpizo, it's E-L-P-I-Z-O, and that means uh, to expect, and it also means the word hope. So that word trust in the Greek means expect and hope for. So we are not to hope for riches, or expect them to bring us security or deliverance. Uh, Riches can't bring us peace. It can bring us some temporary happiness, but it can't bring us peace. Amen? It'll bring you a little party time. But have you ever noticed it don't last forever? You keep chipping and biting off of it and chipping and chipping and biting off of it and before you know, it's gone. So you need something consistent. God is consistent. That's all I'm saying. Amen. Amen? And we are to desire God's prosperity rather than the possessions or, or material things. You know, man-made things, trusting in uncertain things. That's what God doesn't want us to do. But he wants us to trust in his abilities. He is a responsible God. And the reason we don't know this, sometimes we don't know him in that area. Some people are good at getting healings, but they know nothing about getting a financial blessing. Y'all know what I'm saying? Amen. Some people that can get money don't know anything about healing. And so God wants us to be well-rounded. He wants us to trust him in every area of our lives. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 100. Trust God in everything, in every way. Psalm 100, verse 3. And it says, Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. So in other words, God made you. You didn't make yourself. Amen. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving And into his courts with praise and be thankful to him and bless his name. In other words, whenever God blesses you, thank him. Thank you, Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. Father, I just praise you. That's entering into his gates with, in other words, getting coming to his presence with thanksgiving and praise. And when you need stuff, don't ever not uh, thank him for it. Don't ever not think it's not God. But always know when God is blessing you. Amen? Always know when it's God who has given you the desires of your heart. So God doesn't want us seeking after stuff and putting riches before him. He wants us to seek him for material things and to trust him for what you need. Don't trust in in man. Don't trust in the arm of flesh. But trust in God. Amen? Amen. And so God wants us to have faith in him and in his abilities to give us all things to enjoy. Amen. We are his sheep. We are his people. And he wants us to enter into his gates to, to ask him whatever it is that we need. Don't be ashamed to ask God. In fact, we should be able to go to God first before we go to ask anybody for anything. Amen. We ask God. We ask God for everything that we need, and he always gives us. He'll, he'll, he'll talk to, to uh, people concerning you, and he'll tell people when you need a blessing, and I think that's what we don't like. But I don't care. If God tell you to pay my utilities, please pay them. Amen. Like you did that time, remember? I didn't know anything. I didn't even know my phone was off, and I didn't care because I knew I didn't have anything to pay it. But I knew God had assigned somebody to do it. And so God, all he has to do is talk to somebody about you, and he'll get your needs met. Or he'll do it some kind of way. He has a million ways to get your needs met. But I think sometimes he talks to other people about our needs to keep us humble. Amen? To keep us humble. Hallelujah. And don't worry about what we have or what you don't have. Just trust God. Trust him and trust everything that we have. Did I read a, a Psalm 100? Yeah. Let's go to Matthew 6. And let's go to our original Matthew 6 verse where it tells us not to worry about what we're going to eat or what we're going to drink. Not to worry. I think it's 633. And it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Well, let's go back up. Let's read um, verse 26. Let's start there. It says, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. In other words, birds don't do anything but fly from one tree to another, have those little birds, put little worms in their mouth. Amen. And, and. Do all those kind of things, make a, a nest on your your uh, deck and don't pay any rent. It do all those things, but God is saying, "But I feed them anyway. So just like I feed them, I'll feed you." Verse twenty-seven says, "Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature?" In other words, worrying don't make you grow. It don't make you physically fit worry does nothing for you amen verse 28 says so why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin in other words they don't work they don't do anything for anybody any more than those birds they don't work verse 29 says and yet i say to you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And Solomon had, he was the richest man that there was. But he didn't have anything on the lilies of the field. Amen. Verse 30 says, Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? In other words, he'll clothe you today, worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to wear tomorrow today, but do what you're supposed to be doing today. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, how much more? Why? Because you're more important than the birds. You're more important than the lily. You're more important in all those things to God. Yet he's saying, I feed and clothe them. Why won't I feed and clothe you, O ye of little faith? He's already telling you why you feel that way, because you lack faith. But if somebody tells you that you'll bite their nose off, oh, I got faith. But God is telling you what the reason is. It's because you lack faith. And verse 31 says, Therefore do not worry, Sam, what shall I eat? Or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, Amen. All these things, that's what the Gentile or the Heathen, the person that's not in a covenant with him. Those people do that. They worry. What are we gonna eat? What are we gonna do? Where am I gonna go? Where do I uh, that's how they live. But God is saying we have a higher standard to live. He's holding us to a higher standard. And so we need to hold God to a higher standard of living. Amen? Because we're not heathens. And we know God. And we're covenant people. We're in covenant with him. And so when you're in covenant with God, he has to take care of you. But you must know that. You must reach out and ask him. Amen? We are not people without a covenant. We are covenant people. God is... In a covenant with you, so he has to take care of you and your kids. Amen. Amen. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed bag and bread. He has to take care of you and your children and their children. If they have to, he has to take care of them. That's his job as a father. He wants to do this. Amen. He's, He's just standing there waiting for us to cry out to him. Sometimes we have not. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. and we, Because we don't know that we can ask. Because we don't look at God as our Father. But He is our spiritual Father. He is our natural Father, too, because He can do things even mightier and more than your natural Father can do for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 30, where am I at? 32. It says, For all... For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need, all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. In other words, if you just consumed on what you need and what you don't have and what somebody else has that's bigger and better than yours, you're a confused person. You'll never get your needs met because your needs... You're, those are not needs. Those are desires that's coming from your flesh. Those are fleshly desires. Are y'all here? I know. I, y'all already know this. Well, God gave me this to preach to you today. Somebody in here needs it. Amen. See, that's haughty. You go into hearty number uh, 101, Hearty class 101. There's always something you can get out of some teaching amen i'm getting something out of it myself amen (laughs) amen so it says in 33 it says but seek first the kingdom of god and his right seek righteousness seek to be righteous seek to do the righteous thing seek to do better than what you're doing you can always improve seek to do what god wants you to do amen seek righteousness and seek these things And they'll be added. God will just add them to your daily living. Amen? One day at a time. See, when you really humble yourself to God, that's when you get your needs met. When you need something, you have to humble yourself to get it. And that's why most people don't. That's why God has to talk to us about a bird and some flowers. Because people are so arrogant, they don't think they're on this level. And so God has to give you that equation to let you know, look, you have not because you asked not. I can give you that stuff. I can straighten things out at your house. I can do whatever it is that you need. I can fix your husband. I can, fi- I can do all this stuff. But you have to expect me to do You have to ask me and depend on me and quit trying to step out of line to get it done yourself. Amen? Because I'm telling you, God can speak to you more than you can speak to anybody else. Amen. All we're supposed to do is pray in faith and expect. Pray and expect and watch God do what we need him to do. Even with our children, when they get grown, you know, they not they don't want you hollering and yelling and all this stuff. At least that's what mine tell me. I still do it anyway, but. But but I'm telling you, God can speak to them louder than we can ever speak. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes he have to take them through some stuff. But I'm telling you, they learn, don't they? They learn. You hate to see them have to go through things, but God loves them more than we love them. And he knows what their problem is. We don't. All we're going by is what we think we see. We don't know them Look, if they get grown, and we looking, and... It's like do i were you ever a little baby? You know they grow up into different people, amen, and so we have to trust God, we have to trust God, amen, in everything. they get around other people and get to acting crazy and whew, you know, but I'm telling you, God knows them and loves them more than we do. If that's possible. And we know it is. Amen. And God will not see them suffer. um, You know, I I was trying to say something like a a scripture, but I forgot what it was. But he will always cause them to, to succeed, prosper, and be in health, even as their soul prospers, because he loves them just as much, if not more. He knows what their problem is. It's time for us to start letting go and trusting God. Amen. Amen. Trusting God with, with our loved ones. Amen. Because he loved them too. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't even know if I finished reading. Okay, 33, his righteousness. 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. In other words, there's enough in tomorrow to have to worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about it today. Amen. So it says, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, take one day at a time. And if tomorrow is bad, like like today is, then the next day will be better. You have to stay in faith. Amen. And trust God that he's going to do the right thing for the right reason. Amen. Let's see. Did I go to? Yeah, I read 34. So we need to seek righteousness and stop seeking what you need. Seek God. In other words, this is how God told me to seek, how he taught me to seek Righteousness. If it's something that you need, you make it known to God. He knows you've already prayed. And then you start to seek him. Spend more time with him and just start to serve him. Start to bless him. Start to talk to him about whatever. You know, the election, I don't know. Whatever you want to talk to him about. But make him part of your everyday life every morning or every night whatever time you choose to spend with him and start to visit him on a consistent basis and until you feel like you know him and or until you feel loved that's what i'm gonna say because when you feel loved that that's a sure sign that god is with you and that you know he's with you anyway But when you feel his love, that's a sure sign that you are intimate with him. When you are intimate, there's nothing that you need to ask him for because he already knows before you ask. He knows when you need it. He knows when you need to be consoled. He knows when you need a friend. He knows when you feel lonely. He knows when you need someone to comfort you. He knows these things because you are intimate with him. And when you are intimate with God, he reads you and you understand him. And you know by faith that he is taking care of what you need. You know it. Amen. You know it. If it's not like that with you, get busy. It's not hard. You know what it's going to cost you? Some time. A little bit of time. Amen. That's all it's going to cost you is a little bit of time. And then you know that you know. And that's how you move into your knowing. You know that he is going to come through for you. You know that he loves you. You know that nobody is better than you. You know that he has given you authority. You won't have all these hang-ups and all this being mad all the time. Because you, when, when you know God loves you and he is for you, who can be against you? Amen. That's what that means. That means that when you have him as a personal Lord and Savior... Then, what does it matter what people think about you, although you ought to care, you know how you carry yourself, but if you're doing everything um see let me let me tell you how this gets mixed up. I hear people, some people saying i don't care what people think about me as long as wrong attitude you're supposed to care about what people think about you, but this is what god doesn't want he doesn't want you to live out of what people say and think that's not your life you don't live out of that y'all is that you don't live out of that amen because let me tell you why because when you live out of what people think i don't know how i get got on this but i'm here when you live out of that you are your biggest enemy because all this negativity is coming from you you think it's other people And, yeah, the devil's going to orchestrate something to make you think that because he's going to validate your negative thinking. But when you know that God is for you, you don't live out of what people think and what they say. You don't live out of that. In other words, you don't base your life on it. You know who live like that? People that don't have faith in God. People who don't know God. So they live on what everybody thinks and then walk around, and they're mad because it looks like nobody likes you. And they're the ones with the attitude. People need to get it together. Well, I know that didn't go over well, Now care. it's still is the truth. You need to receive it in love because it will help you one day. It will help you now if you let it. Amen. And so God wants you to care about what he thinks about you. Amen? If he is in your corner, and everybody else has to fall in line. <laughs> they have to. If God is for you, then people have to respect you. He'll make them respect you. Oh, well. Whatever. But you have to know these things for yourself. You have to know these things by visiting him and and becoming passionate about him you got to be passionate about him you can't just be religious all your life you can't stay religious religious people i go to church i pay my tithes. in the story they don't live christian they don't talk christian they don't love like christian and that's why people don't want to come to church because of how they are treated by other so-called christians I don't know why I'm here if I don't care. Get love in your heart. When you, are, when you are approved by God, all of this stuff don't matter. When you are approved by God, you will love your fellow man. And you won't accuse people of not loving you. Because if they do, it's good. And if they don't, it's good. Where was I? Amen. Some things just have to be said. God wants us to be passionate about him, not about things and stuff and how people feel about you and how they treat you. And, you know, if you want, the Bible says, if you want friendship, be friendly. My goodness. You you know, you got to make some concessions somewhere. It's got to start with you. Amen. Because people won't treat you right. Amen. They might not treat you right. But what you going to do? Amen. Treat people how you want to be treated and keep it moving. And if you can't do that, then you're going to have a a very boring life, very lonely life. Amen. Because you don't want to step out of the box because you're so arrogant. You don't want to step out of the box and be the first one to show love. Amen, so you have to break this cycle. You break the cycle with being passionate about God following Him and not people. Amen. Let me tell you something about people who have click clicks. that's insecurity. They don't know God. That's why they need each other. I wouldn't want to be in one. All you need is God. And let him build your friends around his love for you. Amen. Don't entertain things that can pull you away from God. Amen. Like always striving for more money. Don't allow money to take the place of God. You can't serve God and mammon at the same time. Don't allow... Arrogance, pride, lust, bitterness, or unforgiveness to become the thorn in your side. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Drive out greed and haughtiness by submitting to God. That's how you drive it out. Submit to his word and to his presence and his power. In other words, seek the kingdom. If you keep seeking the kingdom, you don't have to worry about all this petty stuff that God is not in. He's not interested in it. only one that's interested in this crazy stuff is you and anybody else that enters in with you. Amen. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. You know, God is, let me tell you what's happening in the body of Christ. God is exposing people. But he don't expose people when they repent. So this is a time in the body of Christ where it's, it's uh, time to build. You can't build on a shaky foundation. So God is stripping stuff. Repent and tell God that you want to go on with him building a strong foundation so that you can have um, a good Bible-based Church, family, husband, all of this stuff. God is adding to. In other words, get ready. The thing that you have been praying for, God is about to give it to you. Are you ready? Y'all got that? He is about to give you what you are praying for. Your foundation need to be right. So he is stripping people so that they can get the, the base right. So that the rest won't fall fall down. Y'all got that? Okay. Numbers thirty three will be done. Whatever you get from God, you want it to last. God only give good gifts, but you have to play a part in it. You know. Numbers thirty three. Verse 55. Verse 55. It says, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants, in your eyes and thorns in your side and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell moreover it shall be that i will do to you as i thought to do to them amen so if the love of money is like an intruder in your land you got to drive it off are y'all here today you must drive off fleshly desires out of your flesh. That's really what I'm saying. So let's just look at it like it's land, and it's the land is full of inhabitants. And you know how it is when God had um, what's his name, Joshua and Caleb and all those. People, when he said drive off the inhabitants of the land, he says uh, they will not be able to stand against you. Fear not. You know, only only be strong and courageous. Well, look at it like that. He put you on a land and there's inhabitants and you have to drive these people off or they will slay you in some kind of way. That's how it is when you have a haughty flesh. And a lust for stuff, and it's invading your body. You have to go after that thing and slay it. Are y'all understanding? I mean, understand it is that important. Because why? Because that will keep you from receiving everything God has for you. You got to drive this stuff out of your flesh. Some people just have it. And you have to drive. So let me read this again. Maybe it will make a little bit more sense. Verse 55. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your side, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Does that make sense now? You've got to drive it out. You cannot give in to fleshly desires. You cannot. Amen. And it's very simple. You can't give in to the seven abominations, proud, looked, haughty face, the haughty, whatever, what else is it? Pride of life. You know, all that stuff. You got to drive that off your land. Write that down. It's important. It's going to be more important in the last days. You have to stay humble before God. Why? To keep your needs met. You have to. Because now it's it's where the rubber meets the road. It's about you and God. You know, it's good when you open up to God or to the people of God. You open up and let them know what you need. It's like a feeling of refreshing, like you got something off your chest. Well, that's kind of like what this is. You have to stay with what God is doing. And don't let what other people have. What See, God allow us to go at different paces for this reason. See where your heart is. And so what we have to do is not let any of these irritants get under our skin or however, I don't know. Just fight against it with the word of God. Allow the word of God to deliver you from whatever it is that you think you need more than God. How about that? Does that make sense? Okay. And he's talking to all of us. So seek the kingdom first. God has called us to kingdom business. And don't let money or the love of money or the need of things or or whatever it is drive you or lure you away from god it's easy to do amen it's easy to do all god has to do is bless us one good time that's why you see why sometimes he gives us just enough for that day just enough and if you are fortunate enough to have a, a good job or you know have a little more then it, it gets harder but you have to fight it, and don't ever let things and needs needs come between you and God. Amen. I looked up that word thorns, and the thorn is a messenger of Satan, and we know that according to I think it's in First Corinthians where Paul said a messenger. And see, that's what his problem was. But you know what? He let it, he ignored it, and he kept on serving God. Amen. But God wouldn't allow that thing to move because he wanted to keep him humble. So that's all I'm saying is God wants us to stay humble. Amen. You don't have to have a thorn, but God wants us to get rid of them things ourselves, get rid of the pestilence, get rid of anything that's separating us from God or causing us to be more concerned about how you're going to make it than how you're going to please God. That's my bottom line. Does that make sense? How are you going to make it is not the, the definitive question or answer. It's what can I do for God. Because what you do for God will last. Amen. So you've got to drive all out greed and haughtiness and submit to God. Submit to his word. Submit to his presence. Submit to his power. And seek the kingdom. Because the love of money is like an intruder living in your land. Because it's going to infest the whole thing. Amen. It will infest you. Worry will infest you. Being concerned will infest you. Never being satisfied will infest you. Amen? And so you have to find a happy medium somewhere, and that's sitting at the foot of Jesus. Amen? Loving him. And then letting him add. That's why he says, I'll add these things. And I'll add these things. he adds add them as you need them. And when you need something big, say, for instance, you're going to start a business, you need $10,000, he'll give you that too. Yeah. Yeah. But know him first. Yeah. You don't want to have a, a business to show nobody nothing. You don't need that. But you want it, if God has spoken that to you, yeah. he he'll give you a business. He'll do whatever, God. He'll do all of that. He's not against it. He just wants everything that you get to come through Him. Amen? And then stay with Him once it comes through Him. Stay with Him. Amen? Stay with Him. And He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you everything that you need. Nothing lacking. Because God is perfect in all things. Nothing lacking. Amen? All right, why don't we stop? Father, we thank and praise you for your Mm.